Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show, Action Takers. Glad to have you here. This is the Living the Law of Action show, and it's based on my book, The Law of Action. And I love to connect with the movers and shakers of the world who are passionate about the good they do for others and who listen to their hearts taking inspired action in their lives every single day. If this is your first time joining us or you've been with us for a while, I want to personally thank you for listening in and being here. Please rate and review Living the Law of Action show on your favorite podcast platform. We so appreciate it. On this show, my guests, well, they're incredible. People who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of inspired action. My guest today does just that. My dear friend, Ian Lobos is here. He's a successful entrepreneur, investor, conscious thought leader, host of the worldwide top 1% rated Men on Purpose podcast and full-time personal performance coach. Ian absolutely loves life and lives it very on purpose and lives a life of inspired action. Now, after years of grinding it out in the shipping and real estate sales business and making sacrifices in every area of his life, he got burnout. The money, the power, the success, none of it mattered anymore. He had a failing marriage, barely knew his kids or who he was, And that's when he set out an intense personal development journey that we're going to talk about today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Living the Law of Action show, my good friend, Ian Lobos. Thanks, buddy. Did did you want to hit the clapping button, the audience clapping button? Oh, my God. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, here you go. Uh, 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 There you go. (laughs) Listen, if you're using the roadcaster, you might as well use it all for all it's got. Okay. Oh, my God. I was going to add that in post, but that's okay. We're recording live here in Clubhouse, and uh, glad to have you here. We have an audience. We're so glad to have you here and bring in that energy because, well, it's live, and so we have to bring it. So, Ian, welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you here. This is your fifth thanks, time on the show, isn't it? Isn't this your fifth time on the show? If you say so. <laughs> Between the two of us, I'm like, haven't you been on my show? And then he's like, haven't you been on my show yet? No, nope. no, no, no. <laughs> I think it's because we talk to each other on the phone for hours at a time that it feels like we're doing a show every time we talk. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's just all about the conversation. Yeah. So let's just start off. I let's, The big elephant in the room, you know, I love both E and I are big podcasters. So we love podcasting and it's it's now part of our DNA. And Ian purchased a podcast called Men on Purpose. And he has done remarkable things with it. So when he purchased it, well, go ahead and share the story. Just go ahead and tell a little bit of your story of how you purchased the Men on Purpose podcast. Let's talk about how I got to meet you. You want to talk about okay? A, yeah, no, seriously, because that that has a lot of that has a lot of action taking in it, and not 
not living in fear and not understanding what's going to happen next and still just trusting myself and the universe that is guiding me properly and that things are showing up for a reason. So we can do that. I took, but here's the funny thing. You just like totally fell in love with me when I crossed that stage. Like you just became (laughs) like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, is that leather, true? Leather jacket. You had that leather jacket on. <laughs> right. you, I could see that you were, you were in shape. I was like, look at this guy. Dang. Okay, go ahead and tell the story. Yeah. Share. So I, um, I, I, you know, we'll start here. I was in the real estate business, heavy in the real estate business, doing really well, very successful. Um, and I was miserable inside. I, I, I didn't know why I was there except to serve the clients, which is the goal, but that was not fulfilling me, me. It was fulfilling my job, but it wasn't filling me. And I love being with my clients. They rewarded me with referral after referral after referral. And I still wasn't, I wasn't feeling like it was something that I was meant to do. And I, although, although I knew it, it was a means to an end. And so I started taking action on asking people, like I was interested in podcasting. I started asking people, what will it take for me to learn from you? And so most of them said, well, why don't you just come on and hang out and just learn? And maybe I'll let you ask some questions. So I took action and started practicing my, my delivery, practicing questions, practicing being curious. And I started hosting this little tiny private podcast. It was a closed group for like 40 to 50 people once a week for the owner who I became his leverage. From that, I met... Um, I met some really interesting people and because of the questions I asked and the action I took on learning how to ask those questions in my real estate business, I transferred that over to the world of podcasting and interviewing and being curious about people. And it, uh, a lady named Alana Pratt, I interviewed her on this little podcast and she said to me, Hey, I think you should take my place on stage at the new media summit as a, as a speaker. And I said, um, Okay. And then all of a sudden, I picked up this podcast called uh, uh, Real Estate Rockstars, where I was a co-host for the first four hours until Pat Hyben, who's a good friend, a great mentor of mine, said, hey, man, why don't you take it and run with it? Like, you're doing really well. Just take it and run with it. And I did. And I practiced my craft every day. That led me to stage. That led me to the stage where I met you. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing there. I felt like such a fraud and an imposter, but I knew that the universe was guiding me and I, I should take action on this path not to change or question this path. And that's a, there's a very big deal in that. And so that's how I got to know you. And then once we met, like we hit it off, we had, I think my wife and my daughter were there later on when we were having drinks and dinner and, and you and I just formed this really cool relationship as, as guys who are on purpose and action takers in the world and and go after what we want and help others get there too. Like that's, that's the story in a nutshell. Yeah, I love it. My favorite part about that whole story is that the New Media Summit, you go on stage and there's all these top podcasters that are, it's like a, the voice. You have a chance to pitch to be on their show and you really have to bring it because these are some big podcasters and if you don't bring it, you don't get on the show and they they line up like, the, like you know, the voice, or not the voice, but we'll just say, um, like America's got talent, whatever. And the judges, and so six judges are on stage and you get on there and you have a less than two minutes to do your pitch. And I did my pitch and I was done. And Steve Olsher is the, is the founder of the new media summit. And you know, he, he doesn't have a filter. He just says what, what's on his mind. And so all of a sudden they're, I'm done. And they ask a couple questions and he's looking and Ian's light is on, like he wants to pick me. And 
you get on and you say, oh my God, uh, I, I think this is great. You know, I know I have a real estate podcast and, you know, I'm just going to start a new show with you. I just want to talk to you. And then Steve Ulster jumps on the microphone and he goes, really? You, you, you voted yes for Rob? And I go, yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks a lot, Steve. Hey, thanks a lot. So, yeah. But I thought you were a total baller, man. I just, you, you know, here's the thing. You, you owned it. I just thought you were a total baller on stage. And it's the way that you carried yourself. Like you may have thought you, you, you were a total fraud. However, you came across like the total baller. Like here, I'm Ian Lobos. You know, I have the, this real estate podcast. And you in, in no way had any imposter syndrome on the outside. It may have been on the inside and you may have had your worthiness issue and all that stuff. But it was not on the outside. Because I probably well, wouldn't have talked you, to you. I, I probably wouldn't that. have talked to you. I just <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, the one thing I liked about you from talking to you is that you're an action taker. Like you're, you are an action taker and you live a life of inspired action. And what I love about you is, and I, and, you know, knowing your story is that you were a grinder and your life blew up. So now mm-hmm. you have balance in action. And that's why we started our new podcast. It's going to come out soon. The men in action show, because there's a difference between being in action and being in action with purpose, intention, and balance. That's right. So share a little of your story of like the big crash. crash. Share about being on purpose in action? Well, you know, you, you were very successful in real estate and and you're, you know, you were very successful. You had power, you had money, and your life kind of crashed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it crashed because of me. And it, it didn't crash. Like, I had to make a choice to move on because it wasn't serving me. So, in, all, in essence, the, the, the law of action and the action that I take uh, actually comes from inaction and surrender and letting go of things and eliminating things that no longer serve me. So I got into action in terms of li- eliminating ways that didn't serve because my great. goals were being hit financially, but I wasn't being, I, nothing was happening inside of me. I wasn't, I was chasing the checks. I was chasing the next deal. Uh, and then coming home at night and not being the husband and father and son and, and uncle and, you know, person that I needed to be. So I knew that it wasn't about like so many people try and pour more on and more on and more on. They try and read more books and go to more seminars and do a bunch of stuff, but it wasn't in the doing. It was in my being. Yeah. And so I took action on eliminating things that no longer serve my goals and eliminating habits and mindsets and things like that that weren't serving me anymore. And that I committed to for uh, a good period of time. I and mean, I'm still in that commitment today, but you know things changed big time over the course of that. And once I realized that I was now living for me, and I know that sounds selfish to a lot of people, but if you don't live for you, you seriously can't live for your kids. You can't purposely live for your wife or husband. It doesn't work like that. You have to be for you and grow you to the best of your ability in order for your relationships and business and money and everything to grow. And that's what I committed to. And so I started studying the surrender experiment. I started studying Letting Go by Eckhart Tolle and those philosophies. I stopped reading these bullshit business books. I stopped reading How to Make More Money. 
and I started reading about being. And uh, Philip Shepard's book, um, the um, oh my god, I'm, I'm li- I literally just blanked on, it, but I'll, I'll get the name of it. Um, uh, Eckhart Tolle, um, Wayne Dyer's books. I literally started reading all of those about uh, Power versus Force by David Hawkins. I started reading those, and it started to shift me, really shift me. Yeah. And people always ask me, like, how did how do you do? Oh, radical wholeness. Radical wholeness is uh, Philip Shepard's book. There you go. All about being. Um, and they say, you know, how, how do you have the success you have? How do you have the money? How do you have this and the relationship and everything? And I said, you got to let go. You got to let go of the stuff that doesn't work anymore. And you got to be honest with yourself. Like, this doesn't serve me. I have this goal. This goal is very important to my life, my mission in life. Um, and then you have to let go and you have to surrender and you have to leave people behind and you have to leave habits and different stuff that doesn't work behind and be okay with that. Be at peace with that. And then, you know, there's a lot of depth that we can go into there, but like, that's the, that's the gist of it. Like the other thing you have to have is a mission and an understanding of why you're here. And then my mission was not to sell real estate. My mission was not to just help people in, in my coaching business, build businesses. You know, I'm an expert at building businesses. I'm an expert in personal development and personal involvement coaching, but those two things individually were my mission. When I got my mission dialed in and said, Hey, I'm going to help people grow them to then grow their businesses at a really high level, seven figure level. That's when my mission started to align. And that's when mental purpose showed up, Yeah, you know, like about a, maybe two years later. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that people don't realize. And I say this a lot is that you have to put your oxygen mask on first and then you give it to your kids. You have to take care mm-hmm. of yourself first before you take care of anybody else. And, you know, it, it all breaks down also to self-care in that mm-hmm. you know, I had a voiceover coach and he told me a long time ago, he goes, Rob, you're a Ferrari. And what that means is you, your voice is your engine and your body is your, is your, is your vehicle. And that's how you make a living. I, you know, all I did back when he was telling me this was all I did was voiceovers. And when you go get hired for a voiceover job, you get a booking. If you're sick, you're done. Like they don't care about you. They care about you being there in the studio and being able to deliver. It's very expensive for them because studio times like 500 bucks an hour. And then there's four or five people in the room. It's thousands of dollars an hour just to start a session. And you have to be on your A game. And so he said, look, get massages, meditate, have quiet time. Your wife's going to have to understand. You have to have that quiet time. You have to be not stressed. Have a lot of laughter. You know, you eat good food and don't have a problem with that. Know that you're a Ferrari and take care of yourself like that. You know, Warren Buffett had a great conversation. I just saw a video of him and he asked all these, these teenagers um, you know, hey, I'm going to give you all a car. And they're like, oh my God, that's great. What kind of car are you going to get? And they all said their cars. And he goes, okay, here's the deal about that car. You only get one car for the rest of your life. And you have yeah. to take care of that car till forever because you're not going to get another one. And he equates that to your body. So you have to take care of your body because you only have one body. And it's like, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. And trust me, pay now and take the time to exercise and eat good food. And you're good about that. I mean, you've even helped yeah. me. 
inspire yeah. me to eat good food and, and get my gut all taken care of. And, and I really appreciate that. And it's so important. And a lot of people feel guilty about taking time out to exercise or buy good food when they'll take time out and just sit in front of the couch and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part that I'm talking about. Like my, my buddy was over this weekend and, and visiting me in LA and I said to him, he goes, dude, I, I, I can't do any of this. I have kids. Isn't that selfish? And I said, if you're not selfish, none of this stuff is going to, is going to work out. Absolutely. You have to be selfish with your time, self-love and self-care, right? That's a very important part about this self-love and self-care. You're never going to become the dad or the husband or the business owner or the employee until you learn that fundamental exercise of taking care of yourself first. And I'm not saying that you and I are perfect at self-care and self-love. However, we make a conscious decision every day to make sure that's a priority. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe th- you get up 15 minutes earlier. Right. Well, do the miracle morning. I mean, to get up an hour early. That's yeah. what I do. So, yeah. you know, and not only that, and, and I love how you said, you know, you let people go. Um, I was in a room this morning with Evan Carmichael and it was amazing. We were talking about self-care and stuff. And I brought up, I said, you have the right to be happy. And you only Mm -hmm. want to allow people in your life that are worthy of being in your life. If there are people that are not worthy of being in your life, you have every right to let them go. You don't owe anybody anything. And that includes friends that includes coworkers, that includes parents, that includes spouses, mm-hmm. and that includes kids if they're over 18. If they're under 18, you got to keep them till they're 18. But after 18, you know what? You can let them go. They only are allowed to be in your life if they're worthy. And a lot of people have people in their life that just don't elevate their life. And it's not right because they feel like, oh, I can't let my parents go or I can't do this. I'm like, you can still have them in your life but they don't have to be in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, you, you can't let kids go. In fact, and I, I was just on a, uh, hosting a, a mental purpose uh, episode where we were talking about the responsibility of a parent to, to not, it's not your job. It's not just to provide for your children. It's to shift and grow and evolve your way of being so that you're a great model for them. Absolutely. So of course, you can't let a kid go under 18. You shouldn't let a kid go over 18. To get a kid out of your house is irresponsible. Like if your brain and focus is on like, well, they're leaving at 18 and it's on them, then I think you're doing a disservice to your kids. Well, I'm not. What, okay, long. I'll clarify. When I say let them yeah. go, I mean, you you can restrict their access. You still, I mean, yeah. they're your kids. I mean, I have a daughter. Yeah, yeah. I love her for the end of the earth. I would take a bullet for her. I will do anything for her. And she's 22 years old now and she's 22 years old. We'll just leave it at that. So totally, but she's in my life at any given moment. If she ever needs anything, I am there in a heartbeat, like forever. But what I'm saying is that a lot of people keep kids in their life And they get caught up in all the drama and the morass and it holds them down. So it's important to know that you have the right to let people go from that very inner circle. That's what I'm saying. Totally. And if your kid doesn't decide to do the work and is, and listen, people who don't do the work, there's nothing wrong with that. But if somebody says, I'm not happy with who I am or where I am, and they're not willing to do the work, you've got to let them go. And that could be a kid too. You know, yeah. that could totally be a kid. 
But it's your job as a parent before they turn 18 or before they turn 10 or whatever to guide them and make sure that you're giving them everything that's positive for them to be able to transform and like become who they need to be for their lives. And it's a, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a tall order, but it starts with self-love and self-care. Exactly. And the one thing, since we're talking about children, is that you owe it to your children to show them that it's okay to live a life of taking care of yourself with self-care. Because if they see that, they will do that as they grow older. So if they see that you take time out to just be and to have quiet time and to maybe get a massage or to eat a really nice meal or to go on a walk in nature, that you're not wasting time. You're actually taking care of yourself. And if you need to go to sleep because you work too much, then you have the right to say, I'm going to take a nap today. And that's part of self-care. And as parents, that's something we definitely are obligated to do is to set the example. And that's really, really important. And I know you're an amazing father. I mean, I love seeing your videos with your daughter where you're doing <laughs> daddy-daughter podcasting. It's just, yeah. you know, if, if you're not follow, if you're not, you should follow Ian Lobos on Facebook just to see those. It's just heartwarming to see this beautiful relationships between a dad and a daughter. And she's doing a podcast and she's amazing. Like if she continues to do podcasting and she, how old is she? She's five. So if she continues to do podcasting, she's five now. Imagine when she's 10. Like she's probably going to have a network TV show. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, and guess what? That wasn't, that's not me forcing her. That was just her saying, can I hang with you? Or like she, you know, little kids, they want to be around their parents. And especially the parent that's like, you know, like doing something that's looking cool to them in that moment. And right. so they, uh, um, she would just sit with me probably since she was, I don't know, 18 months old or even earlier than that. And then eventually she wanted to learn how to do it. And I gave her a microphone and I started doing like toy opening, uh, videos with her. And then she's just, she started to hone her craft and she wants to do certain things and say certain things. And so we practice together, but I let her control that. She'll well, say to me, can you teach me this? Can you teach me that? Like, I don't. I don't teach her anything except for what she wants to learn. She watches me and that's how she learns uh, by default. And then she said, dad, can you teach me how to do this or that? How do you turn on the podcast? Like, how do you turn on the computer? How do you open up the mic? And then I just, I'll walk her through that. Well, it's really obvious when you see her, um, she's not being forced. She is taking control of that mic. She is welcoming to the podcast. It's really beautiful. It's very heartwarming. I love seeing it. I go back and I've seen it a couple of times. And like I said, it's, it's just wonderful to see that daddy daughter um, time. I remember back, you know, when my daughter was five years old and just, you know, that's a, such an incredible time. And that's what Ian and I both believe is that if you're a grinder and you're always working, you're going to miss out on the journey of your life with your family. You may get to the destination of when they've graduated college, but you missed all the journey. And the journey is the is just the meat. It's the best part of life is the journey with the people in your life. 
Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Like I, I, I share that with people all the time. Like the little, the little parts, little time during the day, especially if you're, you know, someone who works from home, no job is so important. Nothing, especially if you can be replaced. If you're an entrepreneur and you own a business and, and it's not, you're not easily replaceable, then a little bit different. But if you have a job and you are replaceable, then you owe it. Like you absolutely owe it to spend that time. Even if it's 10 minutes, like a, a, a good mentor, my really great mentor, Vlad Katz, he said to me, do you know the value of 10 minutes? And I said, I, I'm, no, I don't. And he said, well, here's what it looks like. It looks like you working from home, which I started doing at the uh, like mid-2019, and making sure you take time to go upstairs from your office or come downstairs from your office and just eat lunch with her when she's home or just just spend like don't don't start working at nine. If she wants to chill with you till nine thirty, ten o'clock, chill with her. Those are the times you'll never, ever, ever get back. Yeah. And if you're working some job or doing something that like literally you could be replaced tomorrow. And don't be egotistical. You're not, you know, if you're not, if you're, if you're not the best in the industry, like you're replaceable. Right. If you're not thinking about that and processing that mindset, then I believe, in my opinion, there, there's precious time being wasted, and that's my opinion. Uh, it's my opinion too. I was thinking back just yeah. a moment. I just smiled. I, um, I'm sitting in the same office and the same desk that I've had for many, many years. And when my daughter was, you know, five, six, seven years old. I set up a little desk right next to mine and and I would be here working and she would be here drawing her art. And um, it's some of the most beautiful memories that I have um, when she would come yeah. in and sit with daddy and, while I was working. And um, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I think balance is really the key to success in life. And so how do you being a successful, because you have so much stuff going on. You have your coaching program, mm-hmm. you're doing real estate, always doing stuff with your podcast, you know, the top 1% in the world podcast, the Men on Purpose <laughs> podcast, you know. Um, how do you how do you do the balance? What 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 can you share of 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 technique or systems or processes just to manage it all? And you have an incredible marriage. So how do you fit that all in? Yeah. I mean, look, the marriage is always a work in progress. Parenthood is as well, but you have to be dead on all the time. Marriage can have, marriage has more give, like give to it has more flex to it. Um, it's about leverage. One, it's about understanding my mission and really dialing in, uh, what my highest and best use is and what people really need from me every day. Um, in my coaching business or in my, my, um, you know, weekend retreat and event business front runner, like, uh, in the, the podcast. So it's about leverage. Like I don't do, you know, I have five businesses, but I don't really work more than four or five hours a day and I don't work Fridays. And I purposely did that because I do not want to miss out on those times. I don't want to miss on those little times where she wants to blow up a pool and jump in and in the front yard or ride her bike for 10 minutes. And, and I just sit with her and hang with her. And I ride my bike next to her at noon on a Monday. Um, so I put, and it took a while, it took a while, but I put a lot of leverage in place. So the moment I get a guest uh, inquiry or a booking, um, I have somebody that goes on, finds out about the guest, gets all their, de- you know, gets all the data from them. I'll look at it for two minutes. I'll know if a guest is good or not. Um, and then once I record, 
my hour or hour and 15 minutes, that's my highest and best. And then it goes to a team that handles the, the editing, the um, scrubbing, the cutting, the intro, outro, uh, any ads, if I do any ads, like for myself, if I do any of that. And then they publicize it, they put it out, they market it, they put it on social media, like all that stuff's done. As far as like real estate sales, because I do a lot of real estate sales um, with different teams in Los Angeles, there are like, I'm my highest and best at building systems and procedures and coaching people through that. And then other people take care of the other stuff because that's just not my highest and best. I will not ever, ever, ever work an eight hour day again, ever. I will never work 12 hours. I won't burn the midnight oil. It, it was so detrimental to my relationships and it got me nowhere, it got me more dollars, but it didn't get me more depth. And so I'll never do that again. And, um, it, literally it's one step at a time, like find a good VA service that you really trust. I have a great VA service that I really trust. It does a lot of stuff for me and all of my different businesses. And um, it took a long time for me to build the systems and the rapport and the consistency with them. But once it got really up and running after a couple months, it was, it's wonderful. And don't get me wrong. There's still mistakes. There's still things, little things that happen that I have to course correct, but I don't have to work in my business that much anymore. Now, when it comes to coaching, uh, one-on-one coaching, my group coaching and my front runner events or like the big, um, corporate stuff we do, I, I have to be there. It's me, right? I also built some courses so that I'm leveraged. So if someone says, Hey man, I, I, uh, can't do that, or I can't afford this, or I just want to get some basic stuff from you. Now they can buy a course from me and it's me on video coaching them. And then maybe they changes their life enough to where they make some changes and then they can come back to me and go, Hey, now I'm ready for one-on-one or whatever it might be. So it's a constant involvement. I always, I always check in. I always set goals every week. I always understand my mission. That's the biggest thing that I dialed in was my mission, the non-negotiable. So it helps me make decisions. When people come to me, I get pitched uh, to be a temporary or CEO for hire all the time. Um, if it does not align with my mission, if it takes time away from my kids or my wife or my personal time, it's mm-hmm. a no. And it's an, it's a no without any emotion or anything after that. It's just a no, cause it doesn't align with my mission. Nice and simple. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Very inspirational. You know, one of the things you can do if you're really trying to figure out what's important in your life and what tasks are important in your life, stop and imagine that you've been told that you have 60 minutes left of your life. Like, that's it. It's over in 60 minutes. And what's important in your life will become very, very, very clear. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ian, how does someone reach you? So if they want to find out more about your programs or they want to become a, a guest on, on the Men on Purpose podcast, how do they do that? So you can find me on, on Instagram at mental purpose podcast. Um, you can email me at mental purpose podcast at gmail.com. Go to my website, Ian Lobos.com. I A N L O B A S.com. Um, or our, our event business, which is a, a weekend retreats, very, very high level, deep dive, personal involvement retreats, uh, frontrunner.group, frontrunner.group. And that's really it. There you and, go. Oh, um, he forget he forgot the most important one. Or you can hang out with Ian right here on Clubhouse at 
Ian Lobos, which I-A-N-L-O-B-A-S, because we're recording the Living the Law of Action show right here live on Clubhouse. We have amazing energy in the room. We have our audience, and I want to thank everybody for being in the audience today. So, so cool. Ian, thank you for being part of the Living the Law of Action show. Of course, brother. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen. We so appreciate it. And thank you for allowing me, along with my very special guest, Ian Lobos, to touch your heart, move you, inspire you. Remember, take time out to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, and act. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time, live a life of inspired action. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actus. Please rate, review, and subscribe.